my girl. Constance Hall, one of the most talked about bloggers in the country. I look out! Opinionated, raw, thought-provoking, and never shy to have an opinion. Annalise is her best friend. The yin to her yang. The gale to her Oprah. She's the chic one. Just ask her. A show for queens, by queens. No topic is too taboo. A shame-free, judge-free space. Oversharing, commiserating, and celebrating. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girls! Good evening, Constance. Good evening, Annalise. Now, I don't know if anyone is aware, if you listen to our show, this is, I think, the third time that we've physically been in the same studio together. Yes, and each time I've come to you, have you noticed that? Hmm. Hmm. I think I need to make a little trip to downtown Bunbury. Yes. (laughs) And visit you. Uh, So, yeah, we're the Queen Sesh. I'm Annalise Dent. I'm joined by Constance Hall. We're best mates and have been since we were five years old. And you might have heard of Constance Hall. She's a pretty big deal on Facebook. (laughs) And she's uh, she's also a best-selling author. And fashion designer. Radio host. Is there anything that you can't do? <laughs> and Annalise is my friend. Mm, I am. <laughs> so, Con, you've got a, a little reveal that you're going to be doing to me later on in the show. Uh, it, my tummy tuck. Yeah. <laughs> Which I haven't booked. I'm not having. Okay. But I, uh, yeah, I just found out some really interesting information about tummy tucks. Great. Yeah, this is not sponsored. But <laughs> if there is anyone out there. <laughs> and Con, next, finally, the Queen Sesh goes sports sesh. <laughs> oh, can't wait. That's your favourite topic. But how can we not how can we resist talking about ball tampering? <laughs> You're gross. <laughs> this is the Queen Sesh. Now, Annalise, it's time for us to talk about cricket. I know. Which is weird because, you know, I know nothing about cricket at all. All I know is that some people cheated <laughs> and I've watched their apologies and I watched what they did. Mm. Um, I'm going to attempt to say their names. Okay, so it's all right. <laughs> I've, I've got this, babe. It's Steve Smith, Cameron Bancroft and David Warner. Yes. Okay. Yes. So everyone knows. We don't even really need to tell you, like, what happened. No. The whole country's been up in arms. It's like the biggest uh, thing that's ever happened in yeah. the in the country. Well, it is, as um, I was having a conversation with Annalise's husband last night, it is the era of the outrage. It is. <laughs> if, we, <laughs> if we don't have something to be outraged about, yeah. we'll be outraged. Because what, what he was actually telling us, because obviously we don't know much about it, but he does, is that this happens all the time. And so many other countries have been caught doing this and they get a one-match ban suspension. I hope that's a technical term. Okay, but that doesn't make it okay. No, no, no. cheating's like, not okay. It's embarrassing. Yeah, it is embarrassing. It's embarrassing that us as a we're like quite a righteous country as well. Mm. We always think that's not Australian, and it's this is what it means to be Australian, and then to be cheating internationally. Yeah, it's in, with the and you know there's so many cameras on us. I know. Like, <laughs> what would they think? Yeah, I know. You're totally not going to get away with this. I, I don't think it's as big a deal as everyone's making out. There shouldn't be that level of outrage. I think we're we're bored as a country, mm. and we don't have anything else to talk about. And I loved the Mamma Mia article that's gone viral last mm. week about um. Um, all of the other things that, you know, we should have been outraged about that should have brought our country down. Yes. Yeah, so the other sports stars, cricket aside, NRL's Cronulla Sharks' Greg Bird found guilty of smashing a glass in his girlfriend's face. Sure, that's something just to sweep under the rug. Uh, Nick Stevens, former vice-captain of Carlton AFL Club, admitted to repeatedly beating his partner and threatening to kill her. But okay, is is putting some sticky tape on a ball worse? Yeah, and these sure. are the, these are the things that made it to the media. Yes, and so Matt Lodge is the most recent one. He went out on a drunken rampage in New York, relatable, and there's actually some CCTV footage of him attacking someone, and yet he still got signed. So 
why are we not outraged about this revolting behaviour and we're so outraged about some ball tampering? I personally, that my take on all of this is rather than being more outraged and you should be more outraged by this and less outraged by that, why are we encouraging our children to idolise sports stars so mm. much? Because I never did idolise sports stars, but not everybody is sporty and that's okay, but I don't know anyone's kid who could tell me who some of Australia's best artists are, mm. you know, and I feel a little bit like, like to always, I was speaking about it with my partner because obviously my children, two of my children are huge skaters. They're the best in our state. And I said, do you think that they idolise skate stars? And he's not, I don't think they really do. I said, because obviously skateboard skaters are going to get, you know, in trouble with the law and some of them are really squeaky clean, some of them are not. But we really do need to teach our children, like, be good, be the best that you can be, but don't idolise sports stars because time and time again, they've let us down. And, guys, we'd love to hear what you think. You can buzz us anytime. Leave a message 0282515101 or get in touch with our Facebook page. Search The Queen Sesh. This is The Queen Sesh. And, Annalise, about three weeks ago I was lying in bed one morning and um, I didn't have my children. It was my child-free weekend. And I often get very, like, seeky and nurturey and creepy and, mm. you know, like I really creep onto my stepkids when I don't have my bio kids with me. And the day before I'd seen a pug mm. and um, I noticed something about pugs, the way they make you really, really happy when you see their faces. Mm, I, I'm not relating, but I that's I took cool. a few photos of this pug. And I went back and looked at them quite a few times over the course of like 24 hours. And I took that as a sign. So, well, my lovely husband lay asleep next to me. I did what I do every six months and I look for pugs for sale online. And I actually found one. And I I wrote a status about it on Facebook on my public page. And it was that, you know, Denim knows that I've online shopped when he hears me saying, I work hard. I deserve to be happy. <laughs> and he just thought that I was buying a new dress. But mm. I was messaging somebody about this beautiful baby pug. And so I put the balls in motion. She arrived a few days ago. Mm. And she has done nothing but make our family happy. Okay. But I know you want to hear. No, no, no. You... no I, let, let me set the scene first for anyone who, who's listening who doesn't know your family scenario. So you've got five, six kids. And you've got another one on the way and you've got a giant You always try and make it sound bad. And you've got a giant bear-like dog and you've just added another animal when you're about to have a newborn. Yes, this is what I've done. Um, You don't think it's funny? It might might seem strange to you. Okay, but it was it's something that when you don't have you don't co parent your children. No. You have them all the time. When you don't have them, you start buying them really strange things that you usually wouldn't buy them because <laughs> you feel guilty for not being with them. Mm. So that's what I put the pug down to. The thing about the pug was that I called a new a number of people to get someone to encourage this decision and mm. nobody did. I, I actually I noticed I didn't get that phone call. I knew that you <laughs> No, you got the message. You got the text message. Oh, so you sent me a text message saying it was already done. I pretty much said that to everyone from day dot so they couldn't talk me out of it. Ah, okay. My mum was the only person who said get the dog because she said that if I don't like the dog, she'll take it. (laughs) 
<laughs> so you've already got an exit strategy. Okay, I, cool. I've got an exit strategy. Okay. But anyway, so my husband said to me, I'm not helping you with anything if you buy it. <laughs> and I was like, you don't help me with much anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> but he's completely fallen in love with peaches. Everyone has. Mm. Even the, the huge wolf that I've got at home, everyone thought was going to eat her. He thinks it's her, ba- it's his baby, and he looks after her. It's beautiful, and I just I saw on your Instagram story you were literally like nursing this pug, like it was a newborn. I actually like if I was lactating, I don't think I'd trust myself to not breastfeed it. That's disgusting because you're about to be breastfeeding in like the next two months. <laughs> I'm calling. What's the animal version of Docs? I'm calling. <laughs> this is the Queen Sesh. Con, we're very excited because we are about to chat to a queen who we adore, and she's Australia's PR queen herself. Uh, she's built her own empire with Sweaty Betty PR agency. Roxy Jasenko, welcome to the Sesh. Wow, that's very impressive. Thank you. <laughs> You're impressed with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've got a lot to live up to now. Thank you, ladies. Well, we wanted to chat to you because you're someone who inspires us and I'm sure you inspire a lot of our queens who listen to the show. What's your secret? How did you get so successful? You know what? I don't even really look at as, you know, so successful. I guess I was very lucky. My mum and dad gave me a great education and my aim was always to do whatever I could to get ahead. And that was never to rely on anyone and to make my own luck. You know, work hard. And even if you're not the, you know, the smartest kid in school, it doesn't matter. As long as you dedicate yourself to your job, whatever it may be, and you, and you work hard, you know, anything's possible. I love that. Um, and that's all I did, you know. That's the truth. I was the most stupid kid in school. so relatable I've got some um, I want some advice from you Roxy my life is a PR nightmare and (laughs) so is mine at the moment oh really (laughs) (laughs) well I'm asking you because I, I don't I don't get represented or anything anymore because I just can't I don't even take anyone's advice but I thought you might be just in general like I want to know when something bad happens or people think that something was bad even though you don't really think it was that bad is in your opinion, is it best to stay silent? Like, say everybody came out and said, oh, my God, Constance Hall, I don't know, what's something what's bad. What's the latest littered, drama you've done? Littered on the street or, like, kicked a dog. Or oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I never keep my dogs, by the way. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so just but say something like that dog. came out, like, would you <laughs> – can we not say kick dogs? Because people get really funny about animals and I never, ever kicked my dog. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say I'm hanging up now, you two. <laughs> Would you go go quiet? Okay, let's look at, let's say Constance Hall had an affair, like which everyone knows that I wouldn't because I'm you know in love with my husband. But would you go go quiet, let it let it blow over, or would you go go vulnerable, go bold? You know, look, I think it depends on the circumstances, really. I mean, sometimes it's better to speak and clear the air and stop everybody gossiping, and then other times it's better to keep your mouth shut and let it blow over. I mean, they always say if you fan the fire, it gets worse. You know, if you starve it of oxygen, then it all dies off. Mm-hmm. But I think it's each situation is different. I mean, it depends on the person. It depends on the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that there is a blanket answer to that. Right, okay. You have, you have to look at each scenario differently. It depends on what that scenario is. You know, I know that I've been very, very candid. Um forever. That's just who I am. I'm an open yep. book. I would rather be the one to say, yep, I messed up mm-hmm. and stop the gossip rather than have to read the, the, the gossip. Other people would rather say nothing. You know, I think it's up to the individual in their circumstance. So when you're representing someone, do you use like your intuition or do you have like formulas that your agency follows? 
when I'm, what am I doing? Representing someone. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. And, and this is, I think, in business in general, you know, I don't think there's a, there's a set formula mm. similar to parenting. You have to parent dependent on your child and what they react best to. Same business. You know, no, there's no formula. And if there was a formula, we'd all be doing the same thing. You know, with my business, I've got a PR company and I've got a, a talent management company. The talent, you know, one talent could be an artist and another could be an iron woman. You're never going to represent them the same way. You know, you pick and choose how you best represent them and how best media reacts to them. So I think life is all about choosing the scenarios and choosing the situations and putting yourself out there in the best possible way. And I don't think there's ever uh, sort of a blanket way that you can do that, Mm. you know, across the board. Is there ever like a weird conflict, like when you're talent managing, like because you're a bigger celebrity than the celebrities you're representing? So do you guys just diva out? (laughs) (laughs) You're like, no, doll, I'm not getting you that. (laughs) I'm far from a celebrity. No, no, I work with the most amazing bunch of people. You know, we've got everyone from from surfers to artists to makeup artists, um, and they're all an eclectic individual bunch. You know, and they all get on well. And that's one thing that I've always aimed for in my business. It's like the brands we work on from the PR perspective, work with brands that you like, work with people that you like, and then it's harmonious. If you don't get on with a person, you're never going to be able to work well with them. And I've kept to that. You know, I'd rather have less money in the bank by not taking on that particular client if I know that it's not going to be harmonious. Been there, done that. Mm, absolutely. I love that because, you know, once I took on a client for hair cutting and I just knew she was a nightmare and I did her hair anyway and it just bit me on the ass and I thought to yeah. myself, at this stage of my career, I've been hairdressing for over 10 years, I'm not doing someone that gives me a bad vibe. No, and that's the thing and that's, that's I think that's so important. And I, I pride myself on that. Less money in the till and happiness is better mm. than just taking whatever you can and, and being a, sort of a sucker for punishment. Thanks, mm. no thanks. Totally. I think all of us working mums can relate to the juggle is real when it comes to work life and mum life. How do you survive? What are your tips for working mums? It is a struggle and I think it's a working mum thing and a working dad thing. You know, when you get home of an evening at half six or whatever it may be and, you know, you're presented with books full of homework that you need to do and you've still got your own work to do, it's not easy. Um, I have no method. I don't even think that I have the work-class balance particularly well sorted out. Um, I try, try and get the kids in bed by seven o'clock and do everything I can you know, sort of the night before, that's the school lunches, packing the bags, getting the PE uniforms ready, because otherwise that next day, the morning is just an absolute nightmare. Mm. Um, I try and pre-prepare, you know, if anything, um, but it's not easy. And I think that the struggle is real. You know, anyone mm. who says they've got it down pat is lying. <laughs> and it's just so boring as well. Not just that it's struggling, but like, if you're like doing work that you enjoy and stuff, and then like, you go, oh, that's right, I've got to go to Woolies, and then I've got to make <laughs> bolognese again. Like, it's just not oh, very thank inspiring. God for Uber yeah, oh, I know, right? I've become a professional Uber Eats. Uh, <laughs> They're like, hey, rocks, you're on the usual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the usual. And, you know, what Woolworth now has a one-hour delivery service. So, you know, you begin, I suppose you sort of, you get good at those kind of things. But mm. you know what? No, I don't think anyone would have it down pat. Every day is a challenge, as, as any parent will say. And getting mm. everything in, uh, you know, amongst all the demands from the school uh, it, it is not easy. And mix that with having, you know, um, your own business and or being, you know, a, a staff member for, for a business you work for. It's not easy, but I suppose it's also a great opportunity. I mean, to have kids and to be able to have a nice career as well, it's, you it's know, a luxury. It, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. 
Privilege. One of the things we're talking about this week, Roxy, was the breakup of Channing Tatum and Jenna. And just we were looking at the PR spin that these celebrities couples put on things and they put this beautiful post up about how they're consciously uncoupling and they're still best friends and they have so much well, love and respect. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. You know what? I looked at that and I was like, uh, you're consciously uncoupling, but you're still in love. Mm. You're still in love, why aren't you still together? I, I know. know. It's a bit weird. I know. Um, Can't you just say we hate each other? That's what the rest of us do. We don't get on. Simple yeah. as that, we don't get on anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was really weird, especially because when you look at his Instagram, I mean, like three months ago, he's putting a, an adoring, loving message about her and, her, you know, with a picture of her. Yeah. So, yeah, it's weird. But, I mean, I suppose when you're in the public eye like that, you kind of sometimes, I suppose you, you kind of have to give some sort of an explanation because the last thing I guess either of them want, would want is to be seen with someone other than each other and then have to backtrack then. But, yeah, I thought that was kind of a weird statement to make. I think um, you can just go quiet as well on that one. Like people often uh, want to hear about the past relationships and the breakdown, but if you can't say because you're not together anymore, you literally mm-hmm. cannot say, you're not allowed to say anything, so you just go quiet and everyone can make up their own minds. That's exactly right. Yeah, I thought that was a really weird statement to make. <laughs> really weird. Mm, they obviously need better representation, Roxy. <laughs> oh, well, I can make myself available. <laughs> um, and, Roxy, what is the best piece of advice that you've ever received that you can share with the queens? Ah, best piece of advice that I could share. Um, you know what? I think it's about team and, you know, the, the importance of the team. So many people forget that no business is successful without a deadly team and a good team and a team that is like family. Um, and and yes, that's something yeah. that was instilled in me by my mother. You know, you're only as good as your team. You may be fantastic at your job, but unless your team rallies around you and you work well together and they're like family, you're never going to succeed on your own. And I think that's the most important thing. I think not enough people out there um, pay respect to the people who work with them and create success for them, with them, you know, um, it, there's one, you know, in my business, I could be, you know, it would be easy for me to say oh, I've done everything. Well, I haven't. It's absolute rubbish. I have succeeded the way I have because of my team and how they've rallied around and that, you know, they've poured their heart and soul into their jobs. And I think there's a lot to be said about that. And me I think too. it should be celebrated. And I guess a lot of bosses out there sort of forget that and are happy to take the glory without sharing it with their team. And that's yep. something that I always like to do. And when you know when you've got a shit team, things just fall apart. So I love that uh, That's exactly right. It's yeah, all about the team. That's a example. I mean, I had cancer in 2016, 17. And if I didn't have the team I had, I probably have no business today. Yeah. But because I had that team and they had my back and they operated it like it is their own business, my business is thriving. So you're only as good as your team. Can I ask, did the, can- did the cancer stay away? Yeah, it's gone. Oh, Yes, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Thank goodness, Roxy. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Roxy. And also, I believe our queens in Perth can actually join you, learn more of the tips, tricks, and trade secrets in building brand and social media. Oh my God, I should come. I should totally go. (laughs) What's the date? Uh, April 17th at Crown. It'll be great. So oh, how lovely. Business, PR, social media, marketing, and the trials and tribulations. There's no sugarcoating. It's all the reality of running your own business. Fantastic. So it'll be a fun, a fun evening. Great. Excellent. That's In Conversation. You can get info and tickets from eventbrite.com.au. Thank you, Roxy Jasenka, for joining the Queen Sesh. Thank you so much. This is the Queen Sesh. And a few weeks ago, Annalise and I decided to talk about... Tummy tucks, because who hasn't thought about tummy tucks? Mm. Really? 
I was a bit, you know, sceptical to talk about it because I know a lot of people have this vision that I am just so body confident Mm. that I would never even consider something like a tummy tuck. But body confidence is something I'm trying to spread and I'm trying to convince myself at the same time as everyone else. Lo and behold, my fears came true and we did get complaints. Yes, Mm. yes. We said that we're not empowering women by talking about tummy tucks. But that doesn't, that didn't doesn't stop me <laughs> because <laughs> me either <laughs> and Liz what I haven't told you yet is that I've had some more info okay on tummy tucks what is it wait for it I had the pleasure of meeting with a nurse the other day mm. a friend of mine's sister she's been a nurse for a really long time so she's looked after every single operation and um and the recovery and all that sort of stuff and she said to me I was telling her about the t- my tummy tuck fancies and she said, Con, you don't know the half of it. What they do is they cut your stomach in half. Gross. And they pull the top part down mm. so that it sits flush against your abdominals. Very. And looks, and looks like you've got a six pack, right? Yeah. And then they pull the bottom part up, which gives you a punani lift. Ah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it gets rid of, and these are her words. Two for one. It gets rid of all the punani puff. Wow. And you can't pretend you don't have punani puff that you'd like to get rid of because I have mentioned this to about five people and they've all said, now that's a selling point. It's a no-brainer. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to be booking one in then after this baby comes out? I have to wait out? six months after the baby. It depends. I'll probably still be breastfeeding, but it'll happen. There okay. will be a time that it'll happen if there's any surgeons out there that want to um, collaborate. No. <laughs> Just get in touch with us. Just search our Facebook page, The Queen Says. We'd love to hear from you. That's my girl. This is The Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girls. Yes, we are The Queen Sesh and I'm Annalise Dent, joined by Constance Hall. We're best mates, have been since we were five. We've been, this is our second year doing the show and this is our third time in the studio together, Con. Yeah, weird, isn't it? Yeah, we usually do it via FaceTime, you know, like bestie, festie FaceTime. Mm. This is better. I think that, you know, when one of us needs to move. Yeah, I can't move to Sydney. I cannot deal with the traffic and the people and the parking and the... <laughs> you, I, honestly, I, I, all I do is complain when I'm here. You're going to have to move to the forest. Okay. Forget okay. the forest. Forget <laughs> the forest. <laughs> uh, but, Con, something that really rocked the world this week... Oh, my God. Why do you have to be so dramatic? It didn't rock anyone. It did. Everyone was saying love is dead because, oh, I haven't heard their names. Channing, Channing and Jenna. Channing Tatum and Jenna, what's her last name? I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't, and I hate the way everyone keeps saying love is dead. I know. But we've, we've got an, another take on it and we want to talk about that next. This is the Queen Sesh. Now, this week we heard the news that another celebrity couple has broken up. Mm. I didn't really care that much. I don't actually find him attractive. I know everyone else does. Channing Tatum. Yeah. And his wife, Jenna. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, you know, as much as Annalise's world's been rocked and love is dead. But it's not just mine. Like, do you, did you not see it on your socials? Like every feed was love is dead and it was this huge... I don't get those sort of stories anymore on my feed. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's just me. But yeah. there was a huge reaction. Huge mm. outcry from the public. And one outraged. Of the, that, <laughs> <outraged>. <laughs> the public is outraged. <laughs> one of the things that we wanted to talk about, because a lot of these couple uh, PR announcements, when they split up, they do a little post on Instagram and they're very, very spun. And so this one, a couple of the highlights, and they're all very, very similar. You know, we've chosen to lovingly separate as a couple. Nothing's changed about how much we love one another. We're just two best friends realising it's time to take some time and space. 
It's just bullshit. Mm. It's terrible. It makes people feel as if we're, you're alone if you're going through a messy breakup. Yes. And, you know, this is a messy breakup, but they have to put this PR spin on it mm. to make, oh, there's no story here, there's no scandal. There probably is. I don't care. I'm not going to go around investigating to hear it. But this lack of reality in public relationships, it's not okay. And it will come out in the end because people get bitter, people drink too much wine, they write tweets at (laughs) 3am. You know, it happens. Relatable. And we're there for it, you know? Yeah. I just think it would be better if someone just said, look, it didn't work out. We hate we're each har- other. We're heartbroken. We wish each other were dead. It's, and <laughs> it's messy and painful and we just don't really want to talk about it. So mm. please respect our privacy. Yeah. And no one's And no one will respect anyway. <laughs> so you may as well just tell the truth. <laughs> you know, and be relatable. And be relatable, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you've lost a fan, Channing. Not that I ever was one. <laughs> this is the Queen Sesh. And Annalise, no one knows my mum like you know my mum. Mm. And me and you. And she has gone next level. My mum is a very bizarre woman. She mm. spent my childhood faxing my friend's parents, yes. telling them when they were in the wrong, faxing or, schools. Yeah, fa- faxing the school. In yeah, fact, or, anyone. Always. Anyone. And the crosses, her yes. or... And as she's gotten older, she's only gotten worse. Well, there's because you, there used to just be facts, but now there's Facebook, there's mm. Instagram, there's email. She's very well known for sending a Facebook message and then blocking people oh, afterwards. Oh, yes. She loves to get her say across. She's a ghoster. Mm. Anyway, she's also a dog person. Yes. Yeah, she's always had a dog. And she gets up really early in the morning because she doesn't like people. And she'll go <laughs> and she'll go and take the dog for a walk. So the other day she, she called me. She called, she called me like 9.30 at night to tell me this. And I was mm. so disappointed that she'd waited all day to tell me. What did she do now? Okay, I have, to put mom, I have to put on my mum's voice. You know, I went for a walk with George, that's the dog, this morning, 6.30, I could not believe it. This other woman was walking her dog with no lead. Oh, no. Her dog comes bowling over to George to say hi. Oh, no. George pulls at the lead and I had no choice but to fake fall over. Oh, why? <laughs> I was like, hang on, did you have a fall? Well, it was... I didn't have a fall. I fell on purpose because it was the safest option when I knew I was going to fall. And it makes sense. She fake fell <laughs> and then she started abusing the woman from the ground. So she's lying on the ground at the dog park. And was she wearing undies? Because I know sometimes <laughs> she, you know, like, you know, was she wearing, like, was she fully clothed? Bra? She would not. No, she would have been fully clothed. She's always always naked at home, but she Mm. left the house. And so I've just got this vision of mum crawling home on the ground, (laughs) yelling at everybody. So she went home to write a letter to the paper. Oh, no. She never made it. She never sent the hit send on the email, but she's gotten worse. I just called my brothers and sisters and I was just like, mum needs to go into a home. (laughs) She's fake falling and yelling at people at 6.30 in the morning at the local park. And she's only what? She's not even old. She's like... She's like 55. Yeah, that's that's young for a home. It's young for that sort of (laughs) behaviour. Have you seen that? Facebook viral video. This is what I'm, why I thought it was so funny because this came to my head. Yeah. We, where there's two people in court mm. and like one of them walks past, <gasps> the other one like hits them on the back of the head and they purposely fake fall. <laughs> that is my mother. <laughs> I have seen that video. <laughs> I think we need to reshare on our Facebook page. Yeah, can we page, reshare it and tag mum? And tag mum. <laughs> this is the Queen Sesh. And Annalise, over the past year I've received so many messages from people wanting to talk to me and wanting us to help spread the word about 
implant illness, breast mm. implant illness. I don't know anything about it. I'd like to say that it's where your body starts rejecting the implant or, you know, mm. the implant legs or whatever it is, but I don't know anything about it. So we've got a guest on today, Anne, who's going to tell us more. Yes, Tam, please share your story about breast implant illness with us. Basically, I got um, implants in 2010. And um, I um, pretty much got them done because I wanted to have, um, you know, fuller breasts. I just had my baby. So, you know, I didn't really look into it, to be totally honest. As soon as I had the surgery within, say, I think it was like five days or something, I started getting an infection. So I was having really bad pain and I went to um, the uh, doctors and they put me on antibiotics just to get rid of it. And then a couple of years later, I just had illness after illness after illness. I um, ended up going from doctor to doctor trying to find out what was wrong with me. I had a bloated tummy. I had so many different things wrong with me. And um, in the end, after operation, operation, they discovered that I had celiac disease. Now, I had none of this before I actually had the breast implant illness. And just to give so, some background for anyone who hasn't heard yeah. of breast implant illness before, from my understanding, it's one of those medical conditions that a lot of people in the medical industry deny that it exists, kind of like Lyme disease in the US. It is. It's very much like. I would honestly say that the medical system just doesn't want to listen. Um, or doesn't want there's, there's no one going to fund no. the tests. No one's funding the oh, studies. So now there's tens of thousands of women out there that are banding together, getting together, realising that this is what's going on and they're explanting and they're, they're spending so much money on explanting because they've got to the point where I did and they're, they're like, oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? They've come to breast implant illness, not even knowing about it. Someone has told them word of mouth and they've gone, I've got to get these poisonous buggers out of me. They've, they're actually filled with a lot of um, substances um, that we actually were not told that they're filled with. Like I was put, I had saline put into my um, breast implant and they say it's salt water, but it's not. So not only is our body rejecting it, um, we've got this kind of coming through our system as well. So it's just, it's no good. I think what we want is for women to be able to find out and to have the knowledge that this can cause a great deal of um, medical things that can go wrong with you. And so, Tam, mm. once you had them removed, did you find yes. the symptoms were gone other than celiac yes. disease? Yes. Wow. <laughs> yes. I'm very thankful that um, pretty much all of my symptoms have gone. If someone's listening to this with breast implants yes. and they're thinking, oh, my yes. goodness, this, is, this could be me, what can they do? Yes. Okay. So we've got um, heaps of pages on um, Facebook that can help women. And it's really hard having a, finding a doctor who will listen to you. So, um, at, you know, finding the groups on Facebook and reading up about it and just knowing just if, if it's you, if, if you didn't have any of these symptoms before you had breast implants, then yes, it could be breast implants. So look at getting them out. Mm, this this one perplexes me, Con. I, I want to find out more about this. Yeah, me too. I am very cautious to just jump down and go, oh, my God, that's right, that's what everyone's problem is. Mm, just, all right. Yeah, I think that it's good to find out another opinion. Yeah, because we we've got so many messages on our Facebook page, The Queen Sesh, about this particular thing. It's Next, a huge thing. How yeah. many women do you know with breast implants? It's so relatable now. If this is getting ignored by the medical board or whatever it is. Medical world. Medical large. world. Then, yeah, we want to know about uh, it. Well, next week we're going to bring someone from the medical world to The Queen Sesh. Fabulous. And explore it. This is The Queen Sesh. And we do like to finish the show, Con, with Queen Vice, which is advice for queens. 
and we haven't had him on the show for some time and there's a reason for that. He's <laughs> on our National Nights show, Ash London Live. It is Draco. Hi. Welcome back. Thank you. Something really embarrassing happened to me mm. and as you are our fashion expert on mm. the field, we thought we'd sort of bring you in for some advice. I feel like it's embarrassment by osmosis though mm. because it's not your embarrassment. No. It's like you're associated with yeah, it. Yeah, it didn't really happen to you. No. Thank God. Apart from the fact that you married him. Is it, and that's worse. <laughs> it's shame, <laughs> shame by association. Yeah. So a little while ago, I put up a post on our Facebook page, The Queen Sesh, and it was my husband in a, his Crocs. So if you're not familiar with Crocs, they're kind of like a rubber shoe that hugs the foot snugly and they've got like a little strap for the back or you can wear them on the front with some holes. And That's like a nice way of describing that, I would yeah, say. Yeah, they're that. a very bizarre shoe. And the mm. fact that they're still around. Well, here's yeah. the thing. The thing about the croc is they're making a comeback. Mm. Oh, so, <laughs> okay, so Drew Barrymore <laughs> is the face of crocs now. And they've, they've done a big marketing push. And I feel like she kind of pulls them off. Mm. I feel like, so you're embarrassed by your husband wearing them? Is that yes. the thing? So because I did this big Facebook post, we got so many comments of women thinking they were hideous. <laughs> so a couple of, you know, comments of support as well. But we were out in public recently and uh, he was wearing the Crocs mm. and someone said something. And I just, how do I stop public croc wearing? Or is it a problem? Maybe it's like, you it's know. It's a massive problem. It is. There's something it? wrong with someone's brain if they think they can wear them <laughs> in public. Is yeah. he justifying it? Because he's like, Drew Barrymore is the face of them. Is that his justification or yeah, is it you trying to justify it? Okay, yeah. look, if I'm being completely honest, I bought the crocs. Oh, my but, God. But, 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 in my defence, it was just for boating, wearing on the boat or for doing jobs around the house. Do you know how much of a snob you sound like right now? They were <laughs> yeah. just, I bought the crocs, but they were just for the boat. Um, but that's why there's an invention called boat shoes. That's what you wear on boats. Yes, and thank you. And they're chic and like leather and they've mm. got a grip so you don't slip over and break your yeah. neck. And rich women wear them all the time. Exactly. But mm. I'll give you the hot tip. Drew Barrymore, the only time Drew Barrymore has ever worn Crocs is in that ad campaign for the photo shoot. <laughs> then she, and she took was paid millions up. of dollars yes. for. Because <laughs> let's be honest, what else is Drew Barrymore go- going for? Her? Not much. She got that weird zombie show on Netflix yeah, and that's it. Get into that so show. she's taken any endorsement she can. Crocs has gone, want a millie? She's like, put anything on me. <laughs> They're Crocs. hideous. Yeah, they're hideous. Okay, so we're saying not to croc and maybe throw them out. Yeah, burn them. Oh, no, you don't, can't burn rubber, can you, I don't think? Can yeah. you? I don't know. They melt. I don't know because where I'm from it's bushfire season. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could burn them when you're on your yacht, on your boat. <laughs> and just or you could throw them overboard. Yeah, because no, they'll float and they'll wash up on a beach and someone will be like, what are these heaven shoes? <laughs> okay, thank, thank you so much, Draco, for your fashion advice as always. That is us for another week. Please reach out anytime on our Facebook page, search The Queen Sesh. We Love hearing from you and have a beautiful week. Thank you so much for listening, Queens. Thanks, Draco. Thanks. You're never coming back. (laughs) 